We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Transformative Principle, Episode 95 with Pice Learning. I'm speaking again with Ashley Drill and Jamie Tewksbury from Greenwood Elementary School, and we're talking about Pice Learning, which is an approach to give students ownership and they're learning while using Common Core standards. Students are able to connect with each other and independently learn in our 21st century. Pice Learning was developed by Jamie and Ashley, and they want to connect students' learning skills to what they will use every day in their future, which is using some pretty cool technology. We're going to talk about learning then versus now with Pice Learning in their classroom, and we're going to finally get to the apps that they use to have their kids do this. I hope you enjoy listening to this, and thank you so much for being a part of the Transformative Principle podcast. It means so much to me that you listen to this. Thank you. One of the questions that uh, Brad suggests that I asked you is how your learning looked five years ago versus now with PICE Learning. That's our favorite thing to share. So we're actually really happy that you asked us that question, because I think that's the biggest piece to PICE, and this is why we even started, started it. And we actually went through each um, letter for the acronym PICE and have thought about, okay, what did this look like in the traditional classroom and what does it look like now? So we'll kind of just like walk you through what it used to look like and then what we do now. So personalize, you know, there was a lot of in the traditional learning was, you know, pick your partner, you get to choose what you want to do as far as maybe your writing topic. Okay, go ahead, get started. Through PICE learning, we feel like the personalized piece is giving the students the chance to blog as a reflection, blogging, even their writing. So we give them a reflection that has to relate to the story. And then we give them also like a separate writing topic throughout the week. So they're able to blog and make that real personalized. And then even just through project choice, they are able to make it, you know, personalized with what they want to do for their project each week. And like we mentioned before, in traditional learning, you would have differentiated pieces laid out where in personalized, they differentiate it automatically for themselves is just amazing to see. 
with them not even knowing. So that's the personalized piece. The independent piece, traditionally, just being independent in a traditional older classroom would be sitting at your desk, doing your own work. That's just what it means to be independent. In PICE learning, we've created a collaboration among the groups, being independent with their collaboration. Even just five years ago, thinking about group work, we would have to take make multiple stops with that group. Are you on task? Reminders about being on task. Stop and modeling on-task behavior. And with PICE, that collaboration of independently working as groups is, is awesome. They love it. And then self-independence. When you're done with your group work, you need to go and now blog independently. And the blogging independently, using Twitter independently, um, they on our Moodle site, they can go, like we said, they can go home and they can click on this Moodle site and complete an assignment. And they submit assignments through something called eBackpack that we were using last year. We're going to try something new this year. So some teachers may also use like a Google Drive account. Like our students in our district and at our school have a Google Drive account. So even them being able to submit assignments through Google Drive has really, you know, really increases their independence as well. And we think about third graders, turn in your piece of paper and now it's submitted through an electronic uh, source. Yeah, source. So the connected piece, you know, students would make a project and have to present it. And it would still also be, you know, teacher guided. Uh, We said that like on our websites, you know, five years ago, we would share with students or with parents, sorry, what we were doing. And now we see that we are able to connect so many other ways, student to student in the classroom, student to world. Uh, We use social media tools, even the presentations that they come up with, they are able to share those and they just get so excited to present and to share what they are doing. They don't even realize that they are presenting on the same thing and almost reviewing the skill that they've been working on. And that's just like a huge part of PICE is being able to share what they're learning. And connect with each other that way. And then the last piece, traditionally, e-learning, you know, five years ago, I don't even think we... The idea of iPads was overwhelming, I think, to many teachers and even parents. But it was the traditional pick an app and do your math facts or choose an app and play a game. And then in the literature piece of it, it might be go on safari and research dolphins for your project. And that's the e-learning piece used for primarily just games and research. But now with our PICE learning today, we use, you know, the e-learning like we had talked about, we use it for vocabulary through QR codes, um, background knowledge, watching videos. They can blog. They use the social media piece. They share documents, like we talked about, submitting assignments through a one source. They use our kind of Moodle Blackboard as our classroom blogging site, just using the iPads for projects. And then we have our laptops as well to work for anything else that, you know, word processing piece, because keyboarding is still a huge part of it instead of poking at an iPad. So in a gist, it's it's really changed in the last few years in traditional learning and in our PICE learning approach. We really are excited about it. So it sounds like there's a little bit more work that goes into PICE. (laughs) There is. There is. And that's one of the things, I don't know, I feel like teachers today, there's a lot. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot coming from the state, from your district, um, and from your school. And there's times when Jamie and I look at each other and we think, yeah, we can do this. This is, you know, the kids can do this. They'll love it. But it takes a lot of planning. 
but it does get easier throughout the school year. Once you get the, get it rolling and start organizing and planning. I mean, just like any, the beginning of any school year, you're overwhelmed with all the stuff you have to do, especially getting to know your students and figure out where they are as learners. But then as you start to develop these lessons and you figure out, you know, the pattern of what you're doing every week, it really does start to just come natural. And the students just they just love it. Just as if it was a reader's workshop or a writing workshop at the beginning, it takes a lot of planning just like anything, a math workshop. And then you get into your routine and the kids start to understand the expectations and yeah, it just kind of falls into place after that. So at the beginning it is a lot, but then yeah. So what big challenges do you see to getting started with this? What could prevent a teacher from doing this in a way that is really powerful? What obstacles are there? We think in our biased opinion that every teacher truly would absolutely love teaching this way. We really don't think, I hate to say that there's really nothing that can come in their way, but what would be overwhelming for them is that technology piece. We, like we said, when we first started last year, we looked at the schedule and we said, okay, this week we're going to talk about blogging and we're going to focus on blogging with our skill. So for us, we weren't getting overwhelmed. We focused on what technology piece we want to bring in. And by the end of a month, the kids knew a handful of different technology pieces that they could use with their projects. What the difference is, is we are using the technology pieces while teaching the skills. Mm -hmm. So if we're blogging, we're having them blog about something that is about like a main idea and character traits, if that's what our skill is for the week. So we're not just having them blog about anything, or we're not having them just create a pic collage about, you know, whatever they want. They have to create a pic collage that shows cause and effect. So they have to go through research and decide how are they going to create this project to teach us and teach the rest of their kids what cause and effect is. And so Jamie and I, it's when we plan, we always start, we with, always the start with the skill and we always say, we always, I can't tell you how many times we go back and say, okay, how does that relate to visualizing? How does that relate to cause and effect? Okay. If it doesn't, let's re look at it. Okay, this will be a great way to review cause and effect or main idea. So we're always talking about the skills and those common core, the state standards, really. Because that's what they get tested on. That's what, at the end of the day, we want them to be able to be successful learners and be ready for fourth grade in our case. We've actually had a couple of teachers come to us this year saying, how can I get this started in my classroom? How can I start? And we said we would happily sit down with them to get the ball rolling. Because it is something you have to wrap your brain around. But as soon as you do, it's the kids are doing, doing the learning. And you're almost as a, as a guide. It's, it's really cool to see it in action. Okay. So you're going to have people who are listening to this and they're going to say, okay, I want to do this. Sit down with them virtually and talk about some of the things that they need to be doing to get started. If they go to our website, that was our exact same thought. We thought we want teachers to say, help, how do I get started? If you go to our website, PiceLearning.com, and you go to the more section, there's a part that says, how balanced is your Pice? And that kind of walks you through what kind of pieces you can bring into the classroom. And it kind of guides you. So it says, you know, you do a whole group instruction for 15 to 20 minutes and then the independent PICE instruction for 20 minutes. It'll, it'll guide you through it. But then there's another section on here, PICE in action, that I find helpful that just shows pictures. It's a visual to show what PICE looks like in the classroom and how to set up your classroom. We do, like we said, a lot of collaborating in groups. So 
Table groups are great. We never have our kids sit in rows. They're always in little pods. If they have, if they're, you know, um, are they going to have to share iPads with other teachers? What does that look like? And the last piece that is also on our website is a sample week. So we go through a whole entire week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and what we do on each of those weeks to help you get started. So on Mondays, you know, we build background, we talk about a skill, and we introduce the project. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, continue with projects, talk about blogging. So we really walk you through on our website how you can plan out a week in PICE. Thank you for sharing that resource. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And I do think that if a teacher was saying, how do I get started? I think the biggest thing they need to, the first thing they need to do is say, what do I want? What are my object- objectives for my students? What do I want them to know by the end of this week? So we almost work backwards. What do I want them to know? And then how am I going to get them there based on the PICE approach? How are they going to personalize their learning and connect with each other? So does a teacher need to be a technology whiz to be able to do this? No. Not no, at all. because we weren't. At all. We still aren't. I mean, we still some days are learning from our students through this. I think we have our tech specialists for our district. We're very lucky we have someone like this on speed dial, <laughs> and we probably call him two to three times a week. <laughs> so, you know, we're not afraid to say, wait, what app is that? How did you get that? And we're still learning new technology tools and better ways to do things from other teachers. Um, and we'll build that into PICE. So no, they definitely do not need to be tech gurus. Well, that's good to know. One of the things that I am really enjoying about what you're you're talking about here is that I haven't heard you talk about how vital a specific app is to your process. And I think that's really powerful because it shows that your PICE is not built around a ecosystem of apps. It's built around what it should be built around, which is the standards or skills that kids need to learn to be successful. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about that. And because you haven't talked about any apps yet, I do want to spend a couple minutes hearing about how how you choose what apps you're going to introduce and then how much you actually introduce those and how much time or how much of a walkthrough you give for those apps so that people can have an idea of how that does still happen in your classroom. One app that we have found that is really pretty uh, student friendly and even teacher friendly if you are, you know, nervous to use an iPad and start using apps is explain everything. It's very easy to use. The students are able to share what they're learning by uh, writing, by typing, even recording themselves. They're able to put pictures in there. So we have found that we always start with explain everything. That's what we've already started with this year. It's almost like a blank template for them to show their work in in any way they want. Another one that we really enjoy using and that the kids really like is iMovie. You know, they start simple and it's, they can get kind of sometimes really into it. And we sometimes have to reel them back just a little bit because they can get a little excited about <laughs> using iMovie, but iMovie is a really good way, especially when they're working with groups and giving them the chance to really be creative about how they want to learn uh, or how they want to teach something based on the skill. Another great one is Notability. It's very similar to explain everything. There's just a couple different changes on how you can save things through Notability. And then two other ones that we've really enjoyed using that we started at the end of last year is Book Creator and, oh, Pick Collage. Pick Collage is a really fun one for the students too. 
because they're able to write on that. And it's for an easy way for them to kind of research and show different things through pick collage that they've learned. The biggest thing is the kids showing us, we will give them a specific project such as this week it's visualizing. So the kids will make up their own story and then their partners will have to visualize what they're reading and what, or what they're hearing the, the partner write, share. And at the end of the week, our job is to make sure that they understand what visualize means, being a visualizing reader. And all these apps that we just mentioned allow that creative side of the students to come out as well because it's not so do the matching activity and turn in your worksheet. So I know that you know what visualizing means or fill in the blanks. This is their way to be creative. And then at the end of the week, we take time, just a quick share. The teams and the groups come up, they share their project. And some kids use notability. Some kids use EVAC or uh, explain everything. iMovie. And they're all doing it on visualizing. But some of those groups that maybe took it to the next level show us a different show us a little bit more. Some of those groups might have a very simple project, but we're all still reviewing the same skill. And so then we can understand and we can assess that, okay, they get what visualizing means. So back to the question about the apps, our top apps are probably Explain Everything, Notability, Book Creator, and Pick Collage, and iMovie. Mm -hmm. Yep. Great. And when you have to teach the kids how to use these apps, what does that look like in a nutshell? We start off the week by putting, we are able to connect our iPads to our smart boards that we have in our school. And we really do go step by step today. You know, you're going to open up e-backpack. You're going to make sure, I mean, you have to walk through them just like any other assignment that you would do. So it's, you're going to use this button is here, you know, and we just model model it. And that's part of our mini lesson as a whole group on Monday is if we know later in the week, we're going to be using explain everything. We will build that into the mini lesson on that Monday so that when they get started, they can get started right away. And we don't have to keep stopping them to model. And it may take us two, three weeks to really get them going and to explain everything. And we are able, we understand that it's going to take that much time because we know by the middle of the year or by the Mm -hmm. end of the year, the students will then be able to do this very independently and successfully on their own. If we take the time at the beginning of the year to really model and slow things down and explain how to use, explain everything. That's really exciting. And Again, what I just love is that it's focusing on the standards, not on the specific apps and giving kids a chance to do their own thing with the apps that you wouldn't have maybe expected them to. Right. And that was our biggest, when we first started PICE, we thought, okay, well, how are we going to teach the standards with technology? And that's why we focus on the standards because we know that's so important, obviously, but building technology piece into it just makes it more fun for the kids. Yeah. And it makes it more effective too, because they're using something else to show what they've learned about the thing they really need to learn. And there are a few things more frustrating to me than the use, okay, today we're going to learn about the app, explain everything. And then we're going to jam some language arts or math or science or whatever into that app and force it so that we can say we're using technology and it's totally backwards. And your approach of starting with the standard, starting with the end in mind is the right approach. I love that. It's great. What parting advice do you have for someone who wants to get started in this? Little steps. Take little steps. Little steps. And if you make a mistake or it doesn't work out that day, just like any other lesson, it's okay to 
you know, try again the next day. Cause I mean, we've had our moments where we're like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this was just a little overwhelming. We, you know, we planned too much and it just, they didn't get it. And some days we do, we have to take a step back and be like, all right, we'll start fresh tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow they get it a little bit better how to use, you know, iMovie or, you know, it's just, it takes time and it's okay. And simplify. We are constantly telling ourselves, let's simplify. We know they want the skill. How can we build the project? And it just comes down to that, that question. Yeah, absolutely. So how can people connect with you, learn more about you, learn from you? We love nothing more when teachers come to us and say, how can I get started? How can I get started? How can I get started? And so they can connect with us through our, they can email us at learningpace at at gmail.com. So they can email us. And um, they could start following us on Twitter as well at Pice Learning and on our, our own classroom websites, Mrs. Drill Third and Mrs. Tewksbury Third. But reaching out is the best way is probably through through Gmail at learningpice at gmail.com. And we would be happy to sit down with any teachers, our FaceTime with any teachers, anyone who, who wants to jumpstart their invigorating their students' learning. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having Thank us. you. Yes. What an inspiring couple of ladies. I really enjoyed that interview and I've got in the show notes links to their website and links to all the apps that they talked about and they are really doing some great things. So make sure you go check out what they're doing and uh, feel free to connect with them and learn more from them. And also if you would like go to uh, facebook.com slash transformative principle and you can like this podcast on Facebook and we can have some uh, communication there and I can help you and answer your questions if I can help in any way. Thanks so much for listening to transformative principle podcast. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.